It is 7.06. Thanks for joining us on the all-new This Morning. It's Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre, Morley 2, uh, Thursday. No, Tuesday, June 13th. <laughs> I was dreaming that it was Dream Thursday. On. No, only Tuesday, a rainy start to the day out there. We'll keep you updated. Uh, throughout the show. So we know that a lot has changed uh, over the past number of years. I mean, there's just been uh, so many things going on between COVID and politics and uh, social movements as well. And that's had a big impact on on, on the way that businesses, corporations, uh, institutions have had to deal with the way they deal with others. Um, and that can be really, really tricky. Well, our next guest this morning uh, has a book out that uh, is aiming to help those groups. Donna Kennedy Glanz, of course, you know her as a former Alberta cabinet minister. She's also a writer. Uh, lots on the go right now, also writing for the National Post. Donna, welcome to the show. It's been a while. Thank you, Jalen. It's great to be with you this morning. And it's raining. How wonderful. Yes, yes. exactly. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And more to come, which is even even better. Uh, we've been trying to figure out where to start with you, Donna, uh, <laughs> because there's, there's a variety of places we could go. The book that Jalen had mentioned, it's been out for, what, a year? Exactly a year. Uh, Teaching called, the Dinosaur to Dance. Teaching the Dinosaur to Dance, Moving Beyond Business as Usual. I love the line. I don't know. Did you... Uh, First off, did you come up with that, teaching the dinosaur to dance? Obviously, getting rid of the old way of looking at things. <laughs> Actually, I'd written a very boring title for this book because it's a business book, right? It's sort of about how to do things differently and motivate people around you to do things differently. And I had a friend in the States who said to me, that's a really boring title, Donna, <laughs> and it's a really engaging book. So how about something like this? And this dinosaur theme has been brilliant. I have dinosaurs and my grandchildren love them and people love dinosaurs and it just without even you know just a few words and you can throw it out there and people know exactly what you're talking about that's funny why was it um that uh, you wanted to tackle this in the in the book i mean obviously as i mentioned that there's been a lot of change there but why was this of interest to you and 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 uh, you know with your background and the expertise that you have well, I've been, <laughs> it's pretty mixed background. Yeah. I've been in the energy sector for decades. I grew up on a family farm and I'm still very involved in it. And I went into politics, so, <laughs> and now media. So it's, it's just a question of how do you look around you? I mean, we often talk about politics being polarized and stuck, and we often talk about companies, you know, people being muted and, and not knowing how to bring different points of view forward without it being, you know, this big advocacy push and, you know, you must accept my ideas or else there's something the matter with you. And it, it's not working for anybody. And I think during COVID in particular, I, I was watching people and they were slowing down and they were really tentative. And I wrote the book during COVID and it was this sort of a, we need to come out of this, but we need to come out of this stronger and how do you let go of things that you're attached to, ways of doing things, and understand that there's a risk in the status quo? I mean, mm. I think people always think, oh, well, I've been doing this forever. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it doesn't have risks. But sometimes staying the course and doing what you've been doing forever is actually far riskier than making a change. Well, I don't know how many times I've heard people say that inaction and regret go hand in hand. Yet mm. you regret mm. more the things you didn't try, not the things you did. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's not a willy-nilly go-be-Elon yeah. Musk, although I do talk a lot about Elon Musk in the book because he's such a 
I mean, he's a foil for all of us. Like that's if you really want to do it, that's what it looks like. But most of us don't live like that. But why does he do what he does? And then comparing that to, you know, somebody who doesn't do anything to make change. So somewhere in there, (laughs) you've got to find your pathway and it's probably not going to be a cookie cutter that you can just, you know, look at somebody else and say, hey, that's the path that that organization took, mm-hmm. so that's going to work for us. And I think mm-hmm. that's a problem for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Donna, we wanted to have you on also because you started uh, started a series of articles in the National Post. So as a guest columnist, I'm assuming? Yes. I actually approached them um, in the fall because I've been writing for them quite a bit, uh, business pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I write in the energy space quite a bit. And, and I was, you know, there, we need conversations with people that we may have heard from or we may never have heard from mm. to, to, to flesh out the thinking behind some ideas. So, you know, it's, you know, we're very declaratory. Politicians declare this policy. Companies declare this strategy. But there's a lot behind that. And I think sometimes when you have a conversation with somebody, and that's what we're trying to do in these columns, you can actually get to, well, how did you get there? Like, what was your thinking? And, and I think that's very helpful for people to break down some of the polarity because it's not like this is the answer and, you know, mm-hmm. come with me or else. But it's just what motivates people. And you can do that in a conversation. I, I love, I've always loved the idea, especially with radio, of being able to talk to many different people, many different voices, hear many different opinions, and talk to some really unique characters uh, along the way. Um, and we get to pick and choose who we want to talk to. We, we can reach out. How are you picking and choosing who you're going to profile in, in these articles? Yeah, it's actually it's an interesting <laughs> process. I've been doing one a week, so it's it's kind of like doing a sermon. One of a clergy said to me, "My gosh, that's exactly what I used to do." Um, it's a it, it. Sometimes I do topical things, like um, we were looking at uh, what do we do with mental health and addictions and and safe streets, and uh, you know you could talk to policy people, you could talk to a doc, you could talk you know. So I found this woman Esther Tailfeathers who's on the blood reserve in Southern. Alberta doing it, like really Mm -hmm. doing it. So what I try to do is take an issue that's sort of in our minds and right now um, and look at it from an angle that we maybe aren't seeing and through the eyes of a person that we maybe haven't heard from Mm. or a person we have heard from, um, Corb Lund. I mean, Corb was interesting. I I saw him uh, just at Christmas time and He's you know, all over the place on this, very active in the mining. And I yep. was like, Corb, you know, we could talk about your music forever, but what I really want to understand <laughs> is what are you doing in mining space, like coal mining space, and why are you there? So it's just, uh, you know, some of it comes to me, but for the most part, I kind of just run a radar out there and keep keep uh, keep on asking keep <laughs> yeah, on and, inviting and you may you may come up with solutions you may not but as long as you shine a light on a conversation yeah. then at least it sparks further conversation discussion maybe some some agreement somewhere on a on a best path forward well and sometimes you show the public what's maybe really obvious to the person who's speaking like the the fellow i interviewed from the military who just retired Mm -hmm. the other mike vernon um this past week for the national post you know he could only speak up because he was retired 
And I was hearing from, a, you know this, Jalen, I was hearing from lots of military folks about, wow, like we're strapped. I, I've written a couple pieces about the military and we, we can't speak up, like we're muted. We, and that's the protocol. You, you can't speak up. You don't challenge authority. That's just, that's just the way it's done. So how do they get their ideas out in space? Like even during COVID, we saw doctors for, I think, you know, very rare for a doctor in Alberta to speak up. Mm-hmm. During COVID, they found their voice. I think they always had their voice, but they found a public voice. And it was good for us to hear, this is what it's like on the front lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough for you as patients, but this is what we're experiencing, yeah. and this is how we make our decisions. And I, I think we have to figure out ways to normalize that so that we don't have, you know, talking heads all the time. <laughs> Uh, Donna, I like that idea, and I like that idea a lot. We're going to have to leave it uh, there for right now. Uh, the book, again, uh, is is an interesting one, Teaching the Dinosaur to Dance. And also you can read Donna Kennedy Glenn's uh, weekly um, columns in the National Post. Uh, do you miss politics at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, a few days of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'm not afraid of politics. I actually, I, I don't have a really thick skin, but I think politics is an okay thing to do. I think it's what you do when you have to do it. So I'm not afraid of it, but boy, it's pretty, it's tough to follow right now. Yeah, well, maybe next time we'll dial you up and talk politics, Donna. Thanks for Ooh. this. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks Thank for you. this. Appreciate it. All Take right, care bye, now. Donna. All right. It's uh, just past 716.